Listen, I, I'm just going to say the size of your business is important and it does matter. But you need to be specific when we talk about size when it comes to a business. Are you talking about the size of your, your, your gross revenue, the size of your profits, the size of your workforce, the size of your influence on the community, the size of your, your community outreach, etc. There are different ways a business can be big in this world and, and you need to think about that as someone who's a business owner or going into business and we're back welcome to the latest episode of commerce and chill i am jessica johnson cope <laughs> i'm waleed hi waleed what's good it's chilling what's good with you well, we are taping this episode in the middle of National Small Business Week. So since 1963, the U.S. government, including the Small Business Administration, has celebrated or recognized Small Business Week to look at and to celebrate. You okay over there? Yeah. You I was waiting. Everybody was doing mm -hmm. like this. You kind of pause in between that. I was watching. I was oh. watching the hustle. I didn't expect you to start talking about National Small Business Week. I thought you was going to just go into the fact that we're filming the episode on your birthday today, which is the go special shorty. episode of birthday. Commerce and Trill. It's my birthday. And you talking about Commerce and Thrill. You said what? I thought you said Commerce and Thrill. Commerce and Thrill. That, that's the name of our next podcast that's next coming podcast. out. So make sure you uh, pre-subscribe to it. <laughs> It'll be only $39.99 a year for uh -huh. a subscription. And you will get the dopest content on Commerce and Thrill. Commerce and Thrill. Yeah, so, yes, so. it is my birthday celebrating another dance around the sun. And this last one has been pretty exciting. So I'm looking forward to the next 365 days of special. I got to go out to dinner tonight. You know he likes to eat. Watch your mouth. <laughs> oh, somebody beeped that out. Sorry. <laughs> I got work to do, man. Come Nonetheless, on. I'm I'm trying to buy the restaurant. People talking about thinking about going to the restaurant. Every year, my birthday falls within National Small Business Month. And it's interesting, Cope, because sometimes when we talk to people about small businesses, they're misconceptions, right? Yep. Some people think that all small businesses are minority owned and all minority businesses are small, which is not the case. Um, they also don't understand what opportunities are out there for small businesses and think small businesses don't matter. So today we'd like to talk to you about size. That's right. Business size. Size, size does matter. Matters. Size does matter. Uh, What's so funny? Who comes up with these titles? Oh, it's a bunch of people sitting at this Somebody table. Somebody tag Mr. Hamlet. Tag Everett Hamlet in his episode. <laughs> so Everett Hamlet. <laughs> we're gonna keep it clean, but small business does matter. We may often hear us talk about how small businesses create more than half of the public sector, the private sector jobs in the United States and contribute to the economy. And many small businesses go on to be big businesses. They innovate, they create, hold on, well, they, we innovate and we create. So we wanted yeah, to- Where did Hewlett Packard start? In a garage. Where did Apple start? In a garage. Like they all start small and then they get big. They don't start big and then just get bigger. It's <laughs> just like you start small and then it gets big. Like that's <laughs> how it works. 
Like this is horrible. This episode is just like this is, every time I say something, somebody's laughing. She's perverts out of here. Come on, let's nonetheless, go. the journey of a small business can be a challenging yet exciting one. And so in today's episode, we're gonna talk to you about what it really means to be a small business. I can't wait till we move to the new office. Some of we those, have our own sound studio, so I have to look at those audio engineers and everybody. Well, some of the benefits and challenges and help you think about your small business and what it will take to get your small business to the next level. Oh, yeah, I totally blanked out on everything you said, but I'm going to say yes to everything you said. So let me ask you this. Yes. You hear the word small business, what do you think of? Mom and pop. I just said my man pop. (laughs) My man pop at the barbershop. (laughs) So mom and pop, you think? Yes. Even though we've had conversations before where overwhelmingly small businesses are sole proprietorships. Yeah, so maybe just mom or just pop, not mom (laughs) and pop. That would be a medium business, mom and pop. (laughs) Right. So so what do you consider, like, what is your, um, I don't want to say definition, but when you hear small business, you think mom and pop. So, like, to you, what is mom and pop? Okay. So, mom and pop is just you know, basically a hustle that starts at home. Okay. Dorothy and Wilbert. Dorothy and Wilbert. Started John's security at Cook, the dining cooking room. Cooking up Johnson security in the kitchen. On, in the kitchen, at the, on t- at the dining kitchen table. They started the company 60 years ago. 60 years ago. Right. Mom and pop. Shout out to the elders. Um, but in my capacity as the national leadership chair of the 10,000 small businesses. All these titles. Voices advocacy platform. Um, when I think of small businesses, I think about the technical definition. So the United States Small Businesses Small Business Administration um, defines small businesses based on size standards. So you may have heard me talk in the past about NAICS codes. N A I C S. That stands for North America Industrial Classification System. So if you look on your tax return at the very top first page, right-hand side, it'll have your NICS code, or at least the first four digits of your NICS code. Um, That's how you're categorized in terms of your products and services that you offer. So the SBA has a set of standards based on the NICS code as to what's the maximum revenue threshold that makes you no longer small. So, for example, for security services, those fall under NICS code 561612. And the small business size standard, according to the SBA, I think currently is $23 million. So, so oh, wait a minute. So, according to the SBA, a small business can be anywhere from a million bucks to like $40 million bucks. No, it could be from zero to more. Yes. But for, again, it's based on your industry, what service or product you Right, offer. but what do they define it as in general? It depends on the NICS code. It's not like... They do it by NICS code. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and typically, um, there are some definitions that say a small business is any business under 500 employees. But then those there are definitions that vary um, that can say, oh, if you make under a million dollars or if your employment is under 100 people or under 1,500 people, um, then you're small. Bro, I like you got 1,500 people working at the, at the firm. That is not a small business. It depends. Yeah, somebody needs to come up with a unification like standard for what a small business is and what the parameters are. But it kind of reminds me of when you're 
dealing with rent real estate and they say it's affordable housing and they use whatever, what is it? The area. It's been so long. So I was on a community board with all this stuff, the area mean income or what AMI or whatever yes. it is. And then when they come up with it, I'm like, so that's affordable. <laughs> like, but it's a no size fit. I mean, it's, it's I get not it. you one can, size that, fits and that's all. With, with, with the affordable, with affordable housing, you can't have one size fit all because it's based on different neighborhoods. But if you go by the average income, it's like the numbers are just like kind of crazy. But I say this, like for a small business, if you want to break it down by Nick's code, I get it to say diving in, into that industry and looking at specifics. Okay, great. But the thing is, how much data do you really get? You know, because if you if you don't if your data pool is not so big, then the, the numbers are going to be freaking skewed and you'll come up with like, oh, that's like a small business, like like 20 million, 40 million, what? So this is a sticking point for me. Unless it's a small business and they sell, like each item they sell is worth like $7 million. And I'll be like, oh, they had like eight sales. This is a sticking point for me because at Johnson Security, we've broke, we've crossed the $1 million in sales threshold. We have over 100 employees. Nonetheless, like our biggest competitor does billions of dollars every quarter, right? So compared to them, we're still Quarter, small. like a year. The quarter, they wish they did billions a quarter. They don't do billions a quarter? No, what, what was on the thing for their gross revenue on the, on the- I don't know, I'm not studying them. I don't, I'm not either. But a billion, all right, yeah, maybe they did a couple billion. All right, so if they did like four billion, okay, I take it back. If they did a billion a quarter, that's like four billion for the year. Or yeah, maybe they did, whatever. Anyway, so- Compared to them, we are small. Compared to We're the tiny. mom and pop security company on 149th Street. That has like 20. Um, no, nah, they probably got like five guards, maybe one contract. All right, so then we're big to them. We're big to them. It's relevant. But we're not We're not even halfway to the SBA size standard for our NAICS code. And, you know, this was particularly frustrating during the COVID pandemic, which hopefully is way in our um, rearview mirror now. But Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully. COVID is in our rearview mirror, but I don't know. Oh, we got jokes <laughs> here at the table. Put your mask on. Anyway. Um, Somebody got a text message from their landlord. There were a lot of grant programs for small businesses, and we didn't qualify for almost any of those programs because, oh, your revenues are too high, or, oh, you have too many employees. Well, I'll be god darn. How, like, why am I penalized because we've been relatively successful? Or why am I penalized because we've been in business for a long time and we haven't failed yet? Like, whatever. I just suck it up. I'm not going to complain about it. That's why there's no one size fits all when it comes to small businesses because there were mom and pops and sole proprietorships that needed a lot more help than we did. And so we just wanted to talk to you just a little bit about what it means to be small. What do you consider small, Cope? Like if I had to give, sorry, customer sent the message to the text hotline. So always on call, small business. Um, so what do I consider a small business? Mm -hmm. Dollar-wise or team member-wise? Both. I don't, I don't want to put a dollar on it because to me, it like, it's it's – it's relative. It's mm -hmm. it's context. So, if, and I don't like the whole Nick's code thing. I th I get it. You want to be granular and break it down per like industry. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if if you're looking at something, 
when and they talk about small business quite a lot. I think there should be kind of a general, there should be a general pool for it, for what you come up with. Um, allergy season, um, or somebody in the office gave me COVID. Um, <laughs> we got a new team member. Shout out to Brian. He just joined us last. What's up, Mister L? Last week, and uh, yeah, I'll save it for next episode. We'll we'll see what happens tomorrow. So. Um, <coughs> So <laughs> I think there's if I'm I think they should have a general now standard for what a small business is, dollar wise and revenue, and stick with it across the board. Now if you're you're doing something specific like when it comes to certain loans, like with, whatever the different loan categories are with, with the SBA, mm-hmm. then I would say those loan categories, depending on what the goal of the loan is or the target is, then you could get specific in those loans to say, okay, we're, look, we're looking at businesses. I wouldn't even say we're looking at small businesses, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I would just say we're looking for businesses in this range for this product. Mm-hmm. And then come up with a, a, a category that says small businesses are from one employee to X number mm-hmm. and, and or mm-hmm. they could be the number of employees or the dollar amount. Mm-hmm. So you're doing zero in gross revenue to X dollars in gross revenue. So it could be one or the other. And that would put you in a category of a small business and just keep it super simple and cut and dry. Mm-hmm. And then when people create these programs like PPP and some others, then they could get specific and say, for this program, your business needs to fall into this category, this number of employees, this much revenue or a combination of both, however they want to do it for that particular program. Versus just saying small business, small business, small business, because I'm to the point now, I, lo- I love small businesses. I love the, the you know, SMBs, small, medium sized business. But the more we keep talking about it and we keep like romanticizing it to a certain degree, mm-hmm. I truly believe the small business will not grow mm. because we, we keep saying we're a small business, we're a small business, we're a small business. You like, saying I've it's like a to, self-fulfilling prophecy? Right. If I keep saying every day, like whatever, I'm whack at basketball, I'm whack and I go play basketball with Hamlet and I miss all my J's mm. and I break my finger because he blocked my shot and I never get it off. I'm I'm going I'm going to keep thinking I'm whack I'm whack I'm whack and then that will that will manifest itself and you could I don't care you want to talk about the secret stuff or this heebie woohoo woohoo stuff it's what? like I don't know people be saying you know they be like oh I don't believe but I'm not saying believe I'm just saying if you're telling yourself you're you're bad at something trust me you will be bad at something so if you're saying every day, I'm just a small business, I'm a small business. Like how do businesses get from small to big? Someone has a goal in that business. Mm-hmm. Someone has, has written it down. Mm-hmm. Someone has created a plan and, and has visualized where they mm-hmm. want that business to be based on that goal. Mm-hmm. And then they stick to it and they keep moving, whether it's a little bit, you know, a lot. No matter what, they keep moving. They have the progress and they keep the eyes on that goal and they keep making some progress forward little by little inch by inch, whether it's baby steps or adult steps, whatever they do that. But we, if we're sitting around, we're just like, we're small, we're a small business. We're a small business. Like when do you start making moves to become the, a medium sized business to become a big business? Cause you you're constantly like, I'm a small business. Like I'm totally like, I don't even want to say it anymore. Like when we refer to any of our business, I'm like, I'm not saying we're a small business anymore. I'm like, we're a business. 
Like, that's it. We're a business. Somebody says you're a small business. I'm like, uh, what is a small business? I don't know. Well, just very quickly, some different entities that might be interested in a business's status as a small business might be the government because they track the number of business and the size of business. Right. For one thing, because they want to understand what's the potential tax implications. Implications. I'm here for the save. Thank you for the save. Um, What are the potential tax implications? What does that mean in terms of revenue that's coming in to the state, the the federal, the local government? Um, Investors, right? Because investors might be looking at small businesses in which they can make investments to make larger and... I ideally their goal is to increase their investment. Right. They want a return on it. So investor is investing in the business in this early stages when it's small to help it grow, to increase the revenue so they can get a higher return on their investment. Right. So their goal is not to, for that business to stay small mm-hmm. or to pump up the revenue. So the value of that business increases. So mm-hmm. maybe someone else buys it. Mm-hmm. And then they get a, a good return on, on their money. Indeed. Right. So finish what you were saying. So then I was going to say with respect to customers, customers may be concerned as to whether or not a business is a small business. I know for some of the corporate accounts with whom we work, uh, they worked with some of the larger providers. And what they find is that the level of service and the consistency of service isn't always there when they work with larger providers. And so it's smaller. Cause they want you to, some of them might want you to stay small because they feel like what you said, if I, if you get bigger, you're going to lose touch with them. Well, they, they won't get the same attention. The ones that I've spoken to, they don't necessarily say that. They say they be thinking. They it. be saying no. They be saying what they say. They be is, thinking it. What they say is we want to give you more business because we like the level of service that you provide. But then it creates a question as to well, if you give us more business, are we able to maintain consistency at that level uh, with? additional volume and so um size standards matter to customers when they're looking at service and consistency employees employees may be concerned regarding the size the size standards oh this place is getting too corporate now i remember when it was small and it was all fun and different well that and as a larger business you have to provide additional benefits and there's additional regulations oh, so they that might apply. want you to get bigger in that case. Right. They might want you to get bigger because and they say it's as a small, though. as a small, the like culture is ruined as a smaller business. You may not have to offer paid sick leave. Right. Well, in New York city, you do. You don't have to pay for it. How are they going to, how's it paid sick leave if you don't pay for it? You have to offer sick leave, but you don't have to offer paid sick leave. If your company is beneath a certain threshold when it comes to the number of employees, and the uh, the dollar value of revenues. Oh. So, for example, in New York City, if you if your revenue is over a million dollars a year, you have to offer up to 56 hours of paid sick leave for every employee. What if it's under a million? If it's under a million, it depends on the number of employees. So oh. if you're over 100 employees, you have to offer at least 56 hours of paid sick leave to every like employee. Ten? If you have 10, then you're right under it because I think the minimum is 11. So that we, is 
if you're under a million dollars in revenue. So if you're under a million dollars in revenue or under 11 employees, you don't have to give paid sick leave. Right. You just have to let them take sick time. That's correct. What the? That's so. So my question to New York City government is why should it make a difference how much I have in revenues? Because that's not the same as profit. Right. Why should it make a difference to how many employees I have in terms of what whether or not I pay people to be sick? I'm not saying I don't want to pay people to be sick. I'm just what, saying you want to pay people to be sick. You mean you I don't want to pay people while they out sick. I don't pay people while they out. Right. That is. Wait, hold on. Time out. That is so ignorant. I didn't make the rules. I just report them. I'm just like, think about it, though. So someone has like five, five employees where someone has 500. And you're saying, well, because they have 500, they they have to give 56 hours pay leave. But if they they have eight. They don't have to. They just have to give them sick time off and they get a, They have to have a job when they come back. But how do they pay the bills? Like, that is ignorant. Like, And then here's the other piece. First of all, it should be a, a standard across the board. And then... There is a standard. Right. It, there, the standard <laughs> is standard there is, is no standard. It's right? terrible. But then the other piece is they need to take into account where, where does the money come from to pay for this? They don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, they don't care because and the they sad think- part about it is some of it is the same mentality where it's like landlord that landlord and versus renter renter versus landlord mentality where when, when you have when you're in that versus mentality it's like well i paid you the rent and they have the mentality where all the rent goes into the into the pocket and then the vice versa where the landlord has that you know mentality it's me against the tenant versus mm-hmm. understanding what goes on on both side equations mm-hmm. so if, if in, in the political arena we're closely with more connected to the business community, understand what it takes, there would be way more, what is it the word they were using when you have- Connectivity? No, the harmony when you were going over some of those um, contract discussions. Stop, there would be stop. way more harmony with it and then have come up with better i better solutions and and better ideas solutions that really address what the issue is and not right. like somebody just Band-Aids. like coming up with it in in a room and just like i don't know pandering to whatever they think might be the thing at the moment because i need to clock me some votes right and then lastly the community where your business is located or where you um where you do business may be interested in your status as a business whether or not it's small or otherwise uh because of the impact your business can potentially have you know even though we are are what many would consider a small business by SBA standards um we have a big Speak for Im- yourself. we have a big impact in our community because just by being here it what i think gives people hope because they not used to seeing uh, businesses that aren't big boxes or are, are not global brands um, setting up shop locally. So um, it's a little different view from what I see. What? You're making faces? No, I was listening to you. You said it's a different view. I was just listening. So this is my thing, right? Because I'm often asked to... What's that face? Here it goes, ladies and gentlemen. No, She's I'm about to go on a rant. Come on. Um, I'm often asked to to give voice to other small business owners. See, Aubrey, I'm not the star of the show. I told you that. Uh, and so one of the things I find particularly. It's our neighbor. Hi, Aubrey. We're going to have you on one day too soon. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a great small business to big business, to medium business, to big business. The power of lever- leveraging the new economy but yeah we'll, we'll talk about that later so people get ready Aubrey 
and organizations need to find ways to move beyond the small business label, right? It's out the mentality. Let's move so, beyond so this. Let me, give you, even, let me give you an example. Even, even customers and clients come in the establishment and they're just like, like, think of this whole support small business. Like, what is it? Small Business Saturday? Mm-hmm. I think Shout it's out co- to Amex. I think it's cool. Amex does that, like, in all the other entities and businesses that are involved in it, and it brings that attention to it. But l- let's really dig down and say, if we're, we're talking about supporting b- s- small businesses, mm-hmm. small businesses, and the goal is for them to grow and be better. And some, let's be clear, some businesses don't want to grow. Right. They don't want to get bigger. Let me right. say that. They, they're happy the size that they are because they like it, it. Maybe it's like a side hustle thing. So the business is only open, you know, a certain hours or they only do certain things like they need specialty. But I'm I'm trying to focus in on the average business that is considered small. That's like online or brick and mortar. Who's who's doing this full time. Like I'm talking about that core group or those that are doing it and trying to get it, you know, move away from one thing and to do that full time to make that their main thing. And listen, these initiatives and everything are great, but you mentioned it a little earlier. Like we need to step back and look at what is the goal and how do we make the biggest lasting ongoing impact at the business because like boosting sales for one day like on saturdays or the weekends when that thing happens, oh, black friday or like that's cool but that's can just you, a, can you sustain that that just blows the register up one day what happens the other 364 days of the year that the business has to pay pay employees pay you know bills pay taxes etc 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 like how, how do we address that so the businesses, whether it's access to capital, resources, et cetera, can have the options and the tools they need to grow out of the current state. And I'm saying they have to grow, but whatever their goal is to grow to whatever next. That goal might be, listen, I, I just want to have 10 employees and I want to do $3.5 million a year gross at a you know 22% profit margin. Well, I'll give you an example. Great. How do we get there? So within the, the Small Business Administration on the federal contracting side, and I'm an advocate for the federal government creating additional procurement opportunities for businesses that are classified as small. Um, there are set-asides if you meet different classifications. A, a small business, woman-owned small business, veteran-owned small right. business. But they, they're very specific in those categories. Like us. But, I mean, just small business can be, again, if you're under the size standard for your next code, right? There's right. a set-aside. So you look into what opportunities are available for your products and services. And we're in one program that is geared to help businesses grow out of your status as a small business. And so one of the other companies in the program had approached us about potentially teaming because they didn't have the right certification to win um, this one contracting opportunity. And they were touting that they had been in the program since its inception, um, some 15 years, and they were still small. Three million or less over three years, in average the pro- in the program. They were still in this program, but they wanted to partner with us to go after this this one opportunity. And I was like, so they were purposely staying small. To they stay were in the purposely pro- saying right because some of the government programs, once you reach a certain threshold and money, you you graduate out of the programs. But it's tremendous opportunities if you're still in that classification because there's quite a bit of what they call set aside, as Jay mentioned earlier, 
that you qualify for that a lot of other businesses like. So your competition to get that contract might be just two two businesses, you and somebody else. And sometimes it'd be you and no one else, depending on what it is and you know how. Niche and we've gotten a couple of those. We've gotten a couple of those. So I'm not how, mad at that. How niche down is, but the thing is, is is it, it's not s- sustainable. Or does it make sense to try to spend another 60 years staying intentionally small? Like, well, first of all, somebody like, and I ain't knocking nobody business model, nay hustle. But if someone. Then can, you say, but then you are. Uh, but whatever, but. And. And, but, or this, that, and the other. Who, what, when, why, and where. If that's your choice, respect. I'm just speaking from our perspective and what our goals are we're doing. There's no way in like. What my man Todd say when he um opened up the box we sent him? Holy Macoli. He said like holy Majolis. Holy Majolis. There's like no way in Majolis that I'm I'm gonna have a, a plan to say we're gonna purposely shrink the business so we stay in this category so we could wait for them to put these things these specific con- spe- specific contracts in this bucket that we could go after. Now let's say we decide to create another entity. That stays that size and we use that entity to target that. Now that would be something I might be like, okay. Or that we mentor an up and coming smaller business. Or we create an incubator with a bunch of small and upcoming businesses that want to grow. And, and part of share. the part of our accelerator program is, okay, we'll be we'll, we'll you'll go after this or we'll be the prime and sub to you and we'll go after these specific ones that are in these categories. Or you'll be the prime because you fit the criteria. We'll be your sub and we will support you to get it done because we've been there and at the same time you get to grow. And generally do it. Not do it like some of these other firms oh, are you're doing. you're just going to be a pass through. Where you want you to partner up with uh, them. Just sign the paper Because you got up. the certifications and they want you to just sign the dotted line and then pass the money through your entity so they could get the money and then just throw some to the side for you. Like, that's not what we're trying to do. Sorry, no. phone. No going off no right so anyway and the reason we're saying this to you is because when we're coming to you and sharing information we want you to grow granted we know everybody's not trying to grow to the same level we don't want you to be in the same place this time 365 days from now my next birthday um, that you are today Uh, we want you to be better and in many cases bigger is better not always but in many cases it is in your opinion size does matter would, size, would you making that statement bigger is better? Yes. Okay. And I want you to be better. I want you to be bigger. And we're going to continue to share information to help you grow consistently, whether you're a small business now, a medium business, or you just not a business trying to get some business. We want to help you get to small business, figure it out, level up, and not be small forever. Listen, I, I'm just going to say, the size of your business is important and it does matter, but you need to be specific when we talk about size, when it comes to a business, are you talking about the size of your, your gross revenue, the size of your profits, the size of your workforce, the size of your influence on the community, the size of your, your community outreach, et cetera. There are different ways a business can be big in this world. And and you need to think about that as someone who's a business owner or going into business or, you know, in the middle of this. And it, this is something like we, we had, a, you know, I had a huge conversation with, with Everett and Brian 
yesterday when we were talking about the different platforms for each brand and our personal platforms. It's like, what do you, what do you want to do? What's your message and what level of influence do you want your business to have, to have? Right. And it's, it's super important. So I, I believe the size of your business matters because the size of your business allows you to do more in the community. The more revenue our business has, the more people obviously we're, in, we're hiring the more profits we're making that we can use to reallocate into more resources for our team members, right? The more we can spend with other businesses. The more we can spend with our other partners, AKA vendors, the more we can expand into different areas and do more job creation. Listen, the more we can invest in other opportunities that affect other people. Like, yeah, I'll say that for another episode.